To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. The affiliate links are in the description down below. Welcome to the Positive Sarcasm podcast. Questions, concerns, comments, go to positivesarcasm.com in the contact section. You can always email me directly. You're more than welcome to do so. It's positivesarcasm at outlook.com. Whether it be posing music, you have questions about the podcast, you have questions you want to submit for yourself, feel free. There is no judgment here, okay? Um, So... If you have other, uh, if you want to check out the affiliate links, there's financial wellness. So there's the Weeb, uh, there's the Weeble link, uh, which gets you free stocks. There is the uh, Moomoo app, which gets you free stocks, and then there's the eToro app, which gets you free cash. All you got to do is sign up and deposit money into your account, and you're good. It's a great way to start investing on your own. But they all have like training platforms, and they all have like. Uh, other things like, hey, if you actually want to learn how to buy and sell stocks or just how to trade or build like a long-term investment, or if you just want to put your money in a high-interest savings account, Weeble, um, Moomoo, those are great ways to do it. So go ahead, get started. The affiliate links are in the description down below. What do I get out of it? I get free stocks as well, which is a great way to support this platform. Literally by investing in yourself, you're investing in me, and I highly, highly appreciate it. Because um, I'm worth a few bucks. I'll be perfectly honest with you. At least now that I've got kind of my, my shit together. Um, also, there are additional uh, links there. There is, if you need um, some clinical therapy, there is BetterHelp.com. I am not affiliated with BetterHelp.com. I am not sponsored by BetterHelp.com. But I figured since this is a Q&A podcast going forward, at least for the time being, I figured it only made sense to let you guys know that talking to a therapist or talking to a guidance counselor or talking to somebody, uh, anybody, even if it's a friend, but if a friend won't do, a friend's not nearby, help is a phone call away. So go ahead, get on BetterHelp, get going with your own emotional wellness. If your money's, if your financial wellness is taken care of, but you got some problems up in your head, that's a great way to get started. There's also an in case of emergency break glass link, so go ahead and check that out if you need it if you need it um and then of course there's some podcasts there's the mel robbins podcast there's a link there down below if you're looking to self-identify ways to possibly make yourself uh you know have a better day uh mel robbins and then of course if you're looking for meeting you're looking to understand the art of suffering which is life there is of course jordan b peterson's podcast go ahead and check that out his daughter michaela's got a podcast too those links are all down below please go ahead and take advantage of them. They're there for a reason. They're there because I believe in them. That being said, let's go ahead and do a strong 30-something minute podcast um, courtesy of dig.com Q&A. If you have questions of your own, you can go ahead and submit the submit them to me. You don't have to tell me your name. I don't need to know your name. It's not the name I'm looking for. It's more of the premise, the idea that in these Q&As, there may be a little bit of something uh, that somebody – like you have a question. It may be totally independent to you and your concerns, but there might be a little segment in there that somebody else can relate to, and it might help them determine a better way to, I guess, take care of themselves or do things the right way or at least in a better way than they're going about them. Um, once again, oh, first off, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I am not a clinical psychologist. I am not a clinical therapist in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm really not licensed in anything. Um, I got my Six Sigma white belt once. I don't know what that means, but there you go. Um, so we're going to start off and uh, let's just get right into it. So should I be concerned that my coworker's public-facing workstation is plastered with photographs of her feet? 
Well, obviously you do have some concerns, so let's go ahead and move right into it. I'm also running some hip-hop beats in the background, so I hope you guys don't mind. It's helping me concentrate and keep my voice up and keep me kind of elevated mentally to get really through these questions because sometimes these things can be really yawners. Not my fault. These are these are the people submitting them, not me. Joan works with me in an office of about 25 people. It is a laid-back advertising and graphic design office, and most people talk freely talk about the non-related work non-work-related things throughout the day when it comes to joan aside from her job here she's also a foot model for advertisements not fetish stuff like you know only fans so she says this would be a little uh, be of little concern to me normally but her workstation is plastered of photos of her feet from various publications she also has occasionally given demonstrations of what apparently is the best ways to pose one feet for photographs and sometimes comments lost me Sorry, lost me. Pose one's feet, photographs, or sometimes comments. Always positively about colleagues' feet and how they should get into the foot modeling too. We have clients and various external persons come in and out through the office throughout the day, during the day, and they have to pass by, pass Joan's feet-filled workstation, although her coworkers have contacts on her foot obsession and most don't seem to mind. These external parties do not, and I'm worried it could deter them from engaging with us. Am I have a right to be worried about this? Um, if the client has a concern about it, they can take it up with the manager or the owner of the company. But if it's not bothering the people inside the workplace, um, obviously it's bothering you. You're concerned that you may be losing customers due to somebody having pictures of feet at their desk. That is something for management. That's not something for you. If they determine that also, why don't you try and if this is a relaxed work-based environment where you're not you're nobody's doing anything they shouldn't be doing and everybody likes doing their job it may be a good idea to just leave this alone if you bring it up to a manager it's like not your concern but be careful if you bring it up and the manager does decide to you know say something um it, it could cause a rift in the office something you may not want to um may not want to do i don't know now there are obviously, in a workplace setting, there are causes for concern depending upon the behavior that is being displayed. Okay, there are some things that are absolutely 100% no excuses, should not be permitted in a workplace. That's just truth, okay? Principles and values are the most important thing to a person's life and the ability to manage it is your principles and your values. This, in this case, doesn't have anything to do with it. This, I think, is pretty much just like I guess a, a whatever scenario, it's a bit different. It's kind of odd, but if it's a relaxed workplace and everybody seems to be getting things done and the co-work and, and the, the, the clients walking into the workplace seem to have no issue with this whatsoever and nothing's been brought up, no concerns have been uh, relayed to the manager or the coworker or the sales manager, whatever, then just leave it alone. Just leave it alone, being done with it. Do you have a right to be worried about it? I guess you have a right to be of concern, but ultimately this is... Somebody else is managing this work area. Somebody else owns this work area. Somebody else, you know, is responsible for this work area. If it's not your responsibility, don't worry about it. Let's move on to the next one. My husband, Matt, and I met and fell in love when she, he was still married to his ex-wife, Marissa. Marissa was a coworker who became a friend, and before Matt and I fell in love, she'd invite me to spend weekends at her family's beachside cabin. The cabin is part of an idyllic community of about 10 houses, and Matt and I love spending time there. Obviously, after the divorce, we weren't welcome there anymore. 
It's been almost eight years since the divorce. Matt and I are married, congratulations, and have two kids, congratulations, and have been looking to buy a second home where we could spend weekends and to where we could maybe retire. Last week, a home in Marissa's beachside community came on the market. It's in our budget, and Matt and I are seriously considering making an offer. Do we owe Marissa's... Marissa, a heads up that we might be buying a home in our community. If we were able to buy the house, should we be try should we try to make nice with her? My mom says we should find a different vacation home, but Matt and I have such amazing memories of the community, and it would be perfect to place to take our kids. After eight years, does Marissa still have an exclusive claim to this community? No, no, she doesn't. Um, and quite frankly, if she sees you there, she's probably just not going to communicate with you. She's probably not going to talk to you. She's probably not going, definitely not going to talk to him. Um, now. Do I have comments about the top part? Yes, I do. Um, but that is not because that is not the premise of this whole conversation, this whole question. I'm not going to really go there. Okay, I'm going to leave that be because we're. It's just not. Is it relevant? I don't know. If you guys have quite, if you guys think it's relevant, please let me know in the comment section. But ultimately, I don't think it's what we're driving at here. They want to. They want to buy property in the same community where the ex-wife, um, I guess, stays or hangs out at or something to that effect. Look, in some ways, this is still a free market economy. If you have the money to buy a house, then buy the house. Okay. What does it what does it matter at this point? It it has been eight years, but you didn't kill somebody's dog. Maybe you were responsible uh, for ruining a marriage. Okay, but at the, at the I mean, what we're looking at here is you want to buy a home. At, does Marissa even own the home? Uh, Marissa was a coworker. Blah blah blah. The cabin has been. Um, at her family's beachside camp cabin. So her family's beachside cabin. It's not even hers. It's not hers. So you are more than welcome to buy um, property there. Let me get this up on the article monitor. I am so sorry. Um, it's not her cabin. If you want to buy a property up there, buy property up there. Invest in it. Maybe you actually at the end of the day don't even want the property and you don't spend enough time there. And Maybe it, it, the idealism that was in your head didn't come to fruition. It wasn't reality. So you just decide maybe you want to sell it and that's pretty much it. But it's your right to buy the property. It's, it's your right to make an offer at least. So it's over. You guys are married. You have two kids. Buy the house. Move on. Let's get to the next one. And especially since it's been eight years. Not two months. Not two years. Eight years. Move on to the next one. One of my friends has started policing strangers' social lives online. Oh, that's always a good thing to do. If he overhears people gossiping, he'll whip out his phone and surreptitiously record. Then he'll post it on TikTok with condescending commentary. He especially likes when someone sounds off about their friend or boss. This seems like a massive invasion of privacy, and, f and I fear I'm next. Yet my friend says he's performing a public service by exposing hypocrites. Who's right? All right. So in New Jersey – and I'm not saying this is in New Jersey, but I'm saying in the state of New Jersey – Recording somebody is a one-party consent policy. So, for example, if somebody is doing something that you don't like, you have the right to record them. It's one-party consent. You can be the consenter. I consent to recording somebody else. That's in New Jersey. In the state of New Hampshire, it is a two-party consent. So if you record somebody 
I mean, legally, if you record somebody without their consent and then you post it online without their permission, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Okay, like a criminal act. You could be arrested, you could be charged, and if there's any provable defamation of character, defamation of character is obviously somebody uh, discrediting somebody's uh you, you know job qualifications personal reputation and it ends up costing them monetarily or socially they could sue you for a lot so do not in a one-party state i'm not going to talk about that in a two-part in a two-party consent state do not under any circumstances record somebody audio audio or video wise unless they are act in the act um, or about to be in the act of committing a crime. If you suspect a crime, that's different. If they're just trash talking, don't do it. People just like to record for no reason whatsoever. It's eventually going to get people in trouble. Let's move on to the next one. We might be blasting through this episode really quickly. Um, a friend from high school, Susan, turned 45 this year. All of us have been pretty close. Most of us have kids. Some of us don't. It's not a big deal. Susan and her husband found out recently that they can't adopt because of their advanced, excuse me, quote, advanced ages. And they're trying with no success. I've had no, I had no idea they wanted to adopt or else I would have told her that myself. We don't really know what to say to Susan because, well, between the two of them, they have six degrees. So surely they'll, so surely they know that starting a family at 45 wasn't the most realistic choice. Again, no judgment here. And no judgment here on my behalf. It's more that I'm shocked at their attitudes. The only thing Susan ever says on the issue is, it's just not fair. I'm not the person I was at 35 or 40. I'm so much more mature and ready now. Okay, but babies tend not to care about things like that. I know she says all these things she has a right to. Uh, so I struggle to find the best thing to say. Is there any chance she feels some weird pressure to have kids and grasping at straws to defend what others might see as an unpopular choice? Look, I'll be perfectly honest with you. There's a lot of kids in foster homes right now that could use just a family. Okay, maybe do they want what do they want? Do they want like a kid, like a baby baby? Um no, they, they, they can't adopt. Okay. Because of their advanced ages. They're, what, 45? There's, look, there's so many kids out there uh, right now that could use, that could truly use parents. A roof over their head. Meals. Square meals. Um, what do you call it? You know, uh, you know, support and, 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 you know, discipline and, and just... You know all those buzzwords that a kid could need to or to grow up to be a better person not a sociopath not a narcissist not a you know not bipolar it's they they've already got that feeling of abandonment because they've been adopted so to have at least somebody wanting to t bring them in and take care of them and give them a last name and all this other stuff and help them grow i don't know why that's such an issue to make them not adopt there's so many there's so many terrible people out there that had kids of their own or adopted and they're just unfit give them an opportunity 
Give me a reason why. Give me a reason why, other than 45 years old. Okay, you're 45. So by the time the kid graduates, you'll be you'll be in your 60s. I mean, so what? My father was 41 when I was born. 41. Okay. And I still, and after graduation, I still got to spend some time with him. So I, I think honestly, give give them a shot. What's the worst that could happen? All right, let's move on to the next one. My wife, kids, and I had a wonderful time visiting recently with my sister and her new husband and their daughter, Evie, at their home in Florida. My kids love getting together with their cousin, Evie. I was very bothered that during our time there, Evie always had a vaping pen in her hand. No matter what else she was doing, she was constantly vaping. On several occasions, I observed her going onto the smoking porch with her folks and my wife and vaping while the adults smoked. I asked my sister while she allows Evie, who just turned 15, to do this. She said Evie picked up smoking from her and her husband, and they got her a vaping pen as an alternative to cigarettes. My wife also smokes, but our kids know that there will be major consequences if they are caught smoking or vaping. My sister and her husband want to take a cruise and asked if Evie could stay with us. We agree, but how do we deal with the issue with her vaping since her parents allow it? Um, so that's that's a toughie i mean it is your house it is your rules um i get you know what i think it's a conversation to be had with the parents of evie so you could say to them look she's welcome to do whatever she wants but we just don't feel comfortable with her vaping at the house can she not do it for i guess what is it a week a week, two weeks. You know, it depends. If if it's if it's like a an addictive type of vaping. Now, believe me, don't get me wrong. Most vaping people, it seems like people just do it. They just, it's just part of their it's part of their thing. So you can do you can go one of two ways. Discuss it with the parents about possibly not allowing her to vape while she's under your roof, or you could just take care of her not lecture her about it let her stay there because you're doing the parents a favor and just leave it alone it's you have concerns you can raise them with the parents um but ultimately it 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 isn't your kid i know that vaping is not healthy i know this i'm 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 not stupid it's not healthy for you if you're smoking like the flavored vapes or whatever the i mean a lot of that stuff's got like vegetable oils and glycerins in it it's not good for you but at the same time, it's better than smoking cigarettes. How much better? Well, I guess we're splitting hairs at this point since all the information's coming out. But look, what are you going to do? You, you got two options here. Discuss it with the parents about possibly having her not do it while she's at your house or just allowing it and not causing any waves. It's a bit of a toughie. I know. Let's move on to the next. I don't have a solid answer for you, but I gave you at least a couple options. Let's move on to the next one. My husband works in the music industry and plays all kinds of music at home. We have an extensive record collection that we keep in the living room. About eight months ago, my youngest son, now three and a half, became obsessed with metal music. Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie, Ozzy Osbourne are his favorites. Classics. He asked Alexa, he asks Alexa to play their favorite, to 
play their music every minute that he's not in daycare. He pulls out their records and stares at the covers. If they're spooky looking and wear makeup, he loves them. Every time we try to steer him towards something more wholesome, he flips out. I think it actually makes him more obsessed with them. I have two concerns. One, how harmful are, are nasty lyrics to a kid? Metal is known for its explicit lyrics of gory or sexual nature. While he's too young to understand a lot of the references, he's also starting to learn the actual words and, he's, and not just sing the songs phonetically. Other people, two, other people, it's hard to tell daycare that when he sings, you're a high-class tramp. It's from the music he loves the most, and we can't bear to take it away. Um, look, robbing a kid, robbing a child of their joy is, is something you do not want to do. Now, don't get me wrong. Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie, and Ozzy Osbourne are definitely, like, that is classic heavy metal or classic rock, or whatever you want to call it. And it's got suggestive stuff, obviously. But so did stuff from the 50s and 60s. There was suggestive lyrics, all right, and all the folk music and all the anti-war music. There was a ton of suggestive lyrics. It was just different. It was just different. So, But it was all still there. It just sounded differently. Um, we also think of it more fondly. But at the end of the day, this is classic music. This is classic. These are Hall of Fame rockers. And it would, I get that it would make him more upset if you took this away from him. So just don't take it away from him. Let him absorb it because you don't know. He may be growing up to be the next, you know, the next rock singer. He may be the next music producer. You should be encouraging him to look at like, well, it'd be like, look, you like these types of singers? Let's watch some documentaries about Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, and Ozzy Osbourne. And then have them talk about – in a lot of those documentaries – those guys will talk about who their idols were. Who did they grow up listening to? And then you're like, okay, so Alice Cooper grew up listening to the Beatles, maybe. Rob Zombie grew up listening to, I don't know, the Kinks or something. And maybe Ozzy Osbourne grew up listening to something else. And you can, and it's like, here, here's all those bands that those, those guys grew up listening to. Here, what, you want to go check them out? Go check them out. And then while we're looking up Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie, and Ozzy Osbourne, let's introduce you to the older Rob Zombie. Because it wasn't just Rob Zombie. There was White Zombie. there, And then there was Power Man 5000, where Rob's younger brother or cousin um, had a, a really great album called Tonight the Stars Revolt. Check that out. Now, if he likes Ozzy Osbourne, obviously Ozzy's done a ton of solo work with other artists have him check those out and then of course if it's ozzy you have to try you have to introduce him to black sabbath you have to do it and then there is ozzy there is ozfest where there was a ton of new metal and new metal music that played so introduce him to cold chamber introduce him to static x to fear factory to primer 55 to godsmack introduce him to all those groups alice cooper introduce him to david bowie uh to gary newman Gary Newman, he, he sang the song Cars and My Name is Ruin, right? My Name is Ruin is a great song. So introduce him to all of this stuff and be like, oh, if he listens, oh, Alice Cooper, uh, listen to the Mamas and the Papas? Okay, here's 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 a, a 33 of Mamas and the Papas. Listen to that. Introduce him to all these way, all these things that these, like Led Zeppelin grew up with somebody, okay? They all grew up with somebody. So you'd be like, here's the bands you like. Plus, here's the bands that they grew up listening to. Don't 
don't worry about the lyrics, okay? Just, you know, I grew up with those lyrics. I remember listening to uh, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. I bought the tape, and, you know, there was definitely, there's a lot of questionable, suggestive, and explicit lyrics on that album. Same thing with Nine Inch Nails, Broken. Broken was a, a crazy album, a life-changing album for me when I was eight, nine, about. I mean... I was born in 83. That came out in like 1991, 1992. Um, so that was big for me, that that album. And that was a an aggressive album. Introduce him. Do not discourage him from listening to this stuff and the stuff that those uh, artists listen to. Please, I beg of you. You're taking away his creative, uh, uh, you know, outreach. Uh, let's move on to the last one here. Actually, that is... Was that the last one? Oh, okay then. Um, I guess that's pretty much it for this week. It's about a 25-minute podcast, which... You know what? That's fine with me. We answered some questions. If you want to submit your own questions, just go to positivesarcasm.com. Click on the contact page. There's all kinds of other stuff you can look at. There's other channels that you can look at. Concept work, positive sarcasm, positive sarcasm podcast. Go ahead and look up that stuff. Um, you can email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. And... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on a bit of a high today. I was I went to boxing class and I did two sessions. I burned over 1,200 calories, probably 13, 1,400 calories when I was at my rest period. So I destroyed through that. I got to um, I got to Pierce Island today. Walked around with Chase. I had um, I had lunch today at a, a nice taco place. And uh, today, you know, for the most part, was a it was a solid day, I'd say. So um, uh, and mentally, I'm I'm feeling. Um, better but baby steps so um in the meantime if you want to find me on instagram at positive underscore sarcasm i also started a little instagram for my best friend chase michael so go ahead and look him up uh, uh chase michael corso on instagram uh the plot hound rescue from alabama so go ahead and look that up as well and um i guess we'll i'll probably try to work on the next video i'm not really sure where which way i want to go on that but we're we're working on it I got some lyrics that popped into my head earlier. I should probably start trying to dice those out. In the meantime, um, you can email me directly, positivesarcasm.com. Like, subscribe, share, donate, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. And, of course, you're more than welcome to submit your comments and your questions in any way, shape, or form you see fit. Um, oh, FYI, I just switched my Instagram and my Facebooks to private. So all you, if you did want to follow, all you got to do is, of course, submit your follow request, and I'll review it. Um, in the meantime... Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all in the next podcast. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio, for entertainment purposes only, this has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.